What is going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast, episode 113. I appreciate everybody that's listening, whether you're a day one listener or you're relatively new to the show. Welcome. Welcome to all. And before we get into this week's show, as I always do, I got to thank my man, Generic Sports, for producing the instrumental playing in the background. You can check out more of his work on SoundCloud, on Twitter, Instagram, Bandcamp to search up Generic Sports. No tricky spelling on that name. Also, shout out to my homie Vince Correa for designing the Mamaika and I logo that you're seeing in your screen. He also helps out a ton too with the designs that go into the Mamaika and I Instagram page, which you go need to go follow if you're not already following on Instagram at my period Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period Mike and period I. Hope everyone's having a wonderful month of July thus far. I know 2020 has been one hell of a ride, but still doing this thing still progressing one day at a time and remember chase dreams not checks and before we get into this week's show i do want to remind you guys go check out popple.co that's p-o-p-l.co and you can use promo code locker for 20 percent off and you might be wondering and asking to yourself what is popple noah well popple is a revolutionary new business card it's essentially a digital business card that attaches to the back of your phone Essentially, it's a little like sticker thing that you put onto your phone. It looks like a sticker. It um, grows right on the back of your phone, and you program on the app what you want to display. So let's say me hosting the podcast. I also want to promote my YouTube page, and I want to promote, let's say, my Twitter account. So I can program it on the app to show my Twitter, my YouTube, and my podcast page. And when I meet someone, let's say at a park or during a workout or wherever I may be, because I'm not going out too much now lately, but uh, let's say I want to show someone my contact information. I tap my back of the phone to their back of the phone. Boom, on their screen pops up my Twitter, my YouTube, and my podcast information. And it could be whatever you want to plug. It could be your PayPal account. It could be your Instagram account. It could be your personal website, LinkedIn, Tumblr, Reddit, whatever you want it to be. You can program it as such. So be sure to check out popple.co, P-O-P-L.co, and use promo code LOCKER for 20% off. While you're at it, be sure to check out LockerRoomSportsCA.com, where myself, you can check out articles by myself, and uh, written by myself, if that makes more sense, written by myself, Max, Carl, a few other homies that I have a podcast with, as well as a few homies from Sac State. I just recently put up an article about mental health, so be sure to go check it out. That's LockerRoomSportsCA.com. Also, be sure to check out PhoenixFit, FNXFIT.com. It's a protein supplement brand. They have all kinds of pre-workouts, post-workouts, BCAAs, a lot of dope fitness gear too, a lot of apparel that I've really enjoyed wearing and working out in. But most importantly, what I like to tell people is they donate a gallon of water to people in need across the globe with every purchase you make through their live program. So be sure to go check out that. Be sure to go check out their store and use promo code my mic and I with the letter N. So my mic, the letter N and I for 15% off on every single purchase on that site. Once again, that's my mic and I with the letter N at phoenixfitfnxfit.com. Now let's get into this week's guest. Episode 113 features the one and only Fields, who is a rapper, artist out of Huntington Beach. Really chill dude. And we talk about a whole wonderful thing. What's really cool too about our story or his story he he went to he went away to college out of high school, but he went away to community college. 
think a lot of times we get caught up, especially if you're you in high school or around that age, even if you're just out of high school. Um, I feel like a lot of us get caught up and like, oh, we have to go to four-year university and it's, you know, has to be four-year university or bust. I feel like I've had a lot of people uh, on the show that promote or that have been successful community college stories, including myself. And what I love is that Fields went out of his own comfort zone, way out of his comfort zone, and, and left from Huntington Beach to Santa Barbara to attend community college. So that's that's something I wish I would have done. I, I thought it was a big move for me to go uh, to where I was in Orange to go to Golden West, which is a Huntington Beach, not too far. But nonetheless, enough of me rambling. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Fields and myself. So I wanted to ask, what was your like earliest inspiration to get into music? Uh, so I like to tell people like I knew when I was 13 is where I really think of I'm pretty sure the album was like Powerballin' by Chingy and then I think I followed it with The Carter by Lil Wayne and okay. it was those two albums that just made me be like I gotta do this this is so epic and it just made me fall in love with it Lil Wayne I started printing out his lyrics um, back Ooh, around that time and that's I would, before Genius too right? yes so I used to go and print them out sit in my room I remember vividly like let the beat build that song was so crazy. I know that was Carter three, so it's a little further, but still, like, I started it in Carter one, and that's when I and through there, I always printed his lyrics. I studied them, and that's why when I rap now, I'm really into similes and metaphors, mm-hmm. you know. And I learned that from Wayne, so I just yeah, it, it just really spoke to me, and I, I just really value the stories that they tell, and just the vibe it gives you, man. It's mm-hmm. just such a <laughs> music is such a beautiful thing, and I was like, I want to do that to people. I want to hit people like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny you mentioned Chingy too, because like <laughs> the biggest Chingy memory I have is I, I grew up in Santa Ana and we yeah. played a Pop Warner at Memorial Park. Yeah. But I remember like they had a big loud PA speaker system. Yeah. And he had that song, um, Bala Baby, right? <laughs> that was off the <laughs> Yeah. And that but that song was like every game, like for sure, because it was around that era, right? Yeah. Or that I'm pretty sure it was maybe that year it came Probably, out. Probably, for sure. And uh they just always played it, like be, like as we're warming up, stretching. Yeah. So every time I hear that song, <laughs> Cause I have it on my iPod and it comes on shuffle. I'm just like, damn! I remember stretching to this song. I'm yeah. like, we were like eight years old. Like, what it's were you? Puts you back in the zone a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, that was a goer, man. Yeah, so it's super cool. Like, music has that impact on you where it can leave like certain memories for you. You know, certain moments. Yeah, and the fact that it aligns with Bala ball, ball Baby for real. Like, I remember the cover art on that one. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and there and there there was a track that Lil Wayne was featured on too on that album. I think it was called Twenty Sixes. Um, it's just all about rims on a car, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, Chingy was never like one of my favorite, favorite artists, yeah. but, but that album, I mean, had some hitters on it. So, <laughs> yeah, so, it did. So I was like, I gotta get it. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. So when did you first pick up a mic and wanted to record your own song? Uh, so 13 was when I knew, I knew I wanted to, like hundred percent was the dream stage. Mm-hmm. Um, even more so than playing basketball, I would say, cause I always looked at basketball like, like that's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of was just real myself. Yeah, yeah I was, like I always heard the stats like one in a million or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, like five, one in every X amount of college players. Like, okay, well, I'm not gonna do that. So let's just be real. But music always seemed like something I could do. Mm-hmm. And so I would say at 13, if I knew, dude, I didn't record my first. I didn't actually step into a booth with a mic probably till like sophomore, fresh, freshman, sophomore year of high school something like that mm-hmm. with uh, my one of my best friends shout out colt um 
in his garage, just like we are right now. Yeah. And I thought I'm very accustomed to doing things in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good space. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just us, you know, the, the, the homies, we did like a cypher, like four or five of us. Oh, we, we all just wrote, you know, whatever we could. And we all recorded it in one night and it took like four hours. And it was one of those by the end of the night, his mom was coming in and being like, you guys got 10 more minutes and you're out of here. Yeah. All right, y'all. You got this. This better be it. You better hit it now, or this whatever you get is going on the tape. Yeah. So, um, but that was the first time. So I don't know. I guess that'd be like sixteen or seventeen. But even after that, I didn't like. I never had the confidence to be like, "Hey guys, outwardly, mm-hmm. I want to rap. This is a big dream of mine. Hopefully, you rock with me." It's. I didn't do that till I was twenty-one. Dang. Yeah. Okay. So eight years, and I always tell people that if you're listening out there. Like, just go for your dream. Mm-hmm. You know it when you feel it in you. Like mm-hmm. I said, basketball was my first love. Yeah. But that dream never, like, clicked with me. This one, when I heard Lil Wayne and Chingy, like, I knew, like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. For sure, you know. <laughs> and so I could do I could do this, you know. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so if you have a dream, just go for it. It's never too late to start. Even if, you know, some people haven't found it. I'm 27. Some people still haven't found it. There is no yeah too old, too young, too late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, I know a lot of people get caught up in their head with that, and it's like whatever, man. For me, this I've been doing it for now like six years, and mm-hmm. this feels like my first year because I actually am doing more things like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, growing in an actual way that I can tell as opposed to just writing music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So I when I listen to your music, it's very like boom bap heavy. I feel like you're yeah. more of a lyricist than obviously like sometimes like that trap genre of music yeah was that like from the beginning you were always more like that or that's something you develop over time it's definitely funny because as, as, obviously like i'm saying it's you know chingy lil wayne and i'd say after that it was even like Wiz khalifa none of them are really boom bap artists yeah <laughs> and um my, my buddies that i first rapped with though they are big hip-hop heads mm-hmm. and so i always would hear things that i wouldn't normally hear 90s hip-hop like tribe called quest yeah most deaf Nas and I know that maybe sounds funny of like what you weren't listening to those guys and it's like mm-hmm. no like my friends had to kind of bring that into me mm-hmm. and then I'd be like wow Tribe is dope yeah. dude you know these beats are crazy hearing Dilla for the first time and stuff like that <sighs> yeah. Mad Lib all those I like they brought to me and that kind of I just kind of blended that I guess it it really is it just took over like I, when I hear Boom Bap it just gives you such a it's a vibe like mm-hmm. and, and I, I've kind of that word has kind of molded into how I approach my music in general um, obviously lyricism is, is a big part to what I do. Uh, I take a long time sometimes to make sure a bar is correct or that it relates and makes sense. Yeah. I don't cuss that much because I think you can use other words. Yeah. So I really put effort into the words I say. Um, but overall I'm starting to learn that like, it's just music is such, like I say, a vibe. Yeah. And so I'm starting to understand myself. I am really good with words. I'm gifted, but I doesn't have to be a freaking brain puzzle mm-hmm. every time i go on a track you know yeah so i'm starting to understand that more like my first stuff dude when i listen to it i'm like what? i was just rhyming yeah Pure just rhyming which is cool yeah but it, yeah like there was still a, 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 a start and an end point but it was just like fit as many bars and entendres and things and it's just like as a listener if i never heard of mm-hmm. you and then you just hit me with it. <laughs> no, dude. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I don't yeah. know what this guy's saying. So yeah. I definitely am understanding more so of like, just feel it. And then it comes out. And mm-hmm. then that's what people are going to relate to. As opposed to banging your head against the wall for yeah. the most Albert Einstein bars. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like Wayne was like kind of on that for a little bit though. Like he would yeah. just, 
I remember like his free not his freestyle, but it was a song six foot seven. Yeah. Like when that came out too, like he, he was just it was like bar after bar. There's no Crazy. hook. Yeah. And it was like a bunch of like you said entendre similes or kind of like yeah. stuff like that play on words. And the I was ones like, that you listen to and that's like the the 80th time you hear it, you're like, oh, there's that. Wow, he was saying that right there. Yeah. And the, you you didn't get it the first 79 times, but you're <laughs> still catching new stuff because it's like he packs so much of it mm-hmm. in that. And that's again, that's probably where I got it. Like mm-hmm. I'm really into to keep it obviously very simple. I'm cold as blank. I'm mm-hmm. dope as whatever. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, the, you know, it's much more complicated and complex than that. But th- I just think that is so cool. And like, how many ways can you say that you're cool? Mm-hmm. How many ways can you say that you're, you know, dope or whatever it is or mm-hmm. that you're persevere, you know, you, you can persevere through sh- things and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a, I learned a lot from Wayne. I also don't write like, just like Wayne does. Cause I also just thought that was cool. And yeah. I thought that helped me feel it more when I just, you know, sometimes when I write, I think I do think too much. Mm. So uh, it's a, it's a unique balance. Um, I've definitely talked to some people and they're like, it might help you. Mm-hmm. It might help you kind of flesh it out a little more, which I feel. But now it's been, dude, I haven't written a song down in like three years. Really? So you just keep it all in Yeah, your 100%. Head? 100%. I have like full albums, my singles, everything I had. Like in, yeah, I'm 27 now. Yeah, it's the last one. I couldn't even tell you the last one I wrote. It was when I was 24-ish. Yeah. And it was just a skill. I was still in college. I just made myself be able to do it. That's so. crazy. That's a <laughs> so, good memory to yeah. have. Too, <laughs> so to all you out there, you can do if you just put you. I'm telling you, the mind, they always say it, it's yeah. a powerful thing. And I wanted to see like, well can I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, I challenged myself and I could, and I'm all about that. Of like, well, what can it do? Mm-hmm. I, like everyone says it's so powerful. Let's find out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know it definitely comes with the blessing of, I have a good memory and, and I was, you know, good at memorizing like study guides in school. Yeah. Studied lyrics when I was 13. Yeah. So it all kind of makes sense when it all pans out. It's like True. I've been memorizing from the start. So now I just kind of implemented it to my writing style. That's dope, man. Yeah, so That's it's super a, dope. <laughs> try, trying to model a little way. I just, you know, follow the greats. So I'm like, hey, yeah, he does it. I, I mean, I guess I'll do it now. And it just, I can write anywhere. I can write on the bus. Can mm-hmm. write on my way home from work and traffic. On my way to work and traffic. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I make the most out of every moment that I have, and then I don't feel as overwhelmed. You don't even use like the notes on your iPhone nothing. or voice memos. Nothing. nothing. Dang. That's dope, man. That's dope. <laughs> and I mean it. Like I know, it's, you know, some people may feel like, oh, that's that's cap. Or that, that. He doesn't really do that. And I watch interviews of some people who still believe that with like big artists. Yeah. And I can truthfully say, like, no, man. Like, I believe them because mm-hmm. I learned it from them, mm-hmm. and I can now do it. And it's not an impossible thing. It did take me years to kind of develop, but yeah, man. There's sometimes I can write a song. Yeah, a day, like one writing session, two, three hours, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. it's just that's it. I'll go to sleep on it. I'll wake up in the morning. I might forget one little flow of a bar and I kind of got to sit there and bring it back. And then I have, but yeah, it's, (laughs) it's, sometimes I forget. And then I got to sit there for a little and run it back from like old tracks. Yeah. But I rarely forget, man. And if I do, I kind of just hang it up to like, well, then it must've not been that dope because I didn't even remember it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right. I, I can relate to that somewhat, though, if I flip it, like, to what, because um, I first got into, like, sports journalism, and that's what I wanted to do, and I still want to do that, like, long-term, yeah. but there's times where, like, you know, you have to do a lot of research before games or before oh, you're going to yeah. interview players, coaches, that kind of thing, Yeah. and so, like, through different internships, like, I'll have, like, a, you know, I'll put out, like, a little bit of, like, tape or just, like, a little demo reel for people on Instagram and stuff like that, and people are always like, how do you do that? Like, how do you, like, remember <laughs> all these things? I'm like, it's not that hard but yeah <laughs> i guess it's kind of like you where you you know i was a kid like always looking up stats or different players or For just, sure you know what i'm saying programming so, exactly 100%. you program your mind to do it from a young age it just yeah. becomes habit and then it's like it's really not that hard you know yeah no i, I totally agree dude it's, it's literally 
the things you don't think about when you're doing them. Like I'm, I'm just looking this up for fun and you're memorizing stats, you're memorizing names mm-hmm. and all these types of things, uh, topics, stories, whatever it is, but you are memorizing. Mm-hmm. And then, so when it, that's going to translate later, not everyone does that, you know, and that's fine. Um, but obviously for yeah people like us, that's why I say I know a part of it is just, you know, we're blessed in the, uh, path that was paved, you know, and yeah. the, the cards we were dealt We you were into looking that stuff up. I was into looking up this and then now we're here and you know, we know how to memorize stuff a little better than most probably. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so you said at 21, that's when you were kind of like, you came to the forefront, like, Hey, I want to do music and make this my career and everything. Yeah. Was it at any particular moment that changed and flipped that switch for you? Or is it just kind of something that progressively ha- happened over time? There was an actual moment, which I am happy to say, cause you know, it's like for the story of it all. Like, yeah. Yes, there was that moment where yeah. it was like light bulb. Um, I was in Santa Barbara, uh, still going to SBCC with a bunch of my buddies and one of my best friends, shout out Chach SF, uh, one of my producers, he actually produced my uh, main single, my best single that I have out, I would say, Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm most well known for. Yeah. And um, he made that in a garage. <laughs> 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 but uh, it, we were in Santa Barbara. It was a it was a rager of a night, Friday night party. And I think it was someone's birthday. I think it was our buddy Wolf's birthday. So just a bunch of people, dance party, et cetera. And we were just sitting in a room. And he kind of had, he made a beat yeah. and we kind of been, you know, lightly tossing it out. But ne- like I said, never that moment of like outwardly, Hey guys, this is what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it. And I'm being serious. Never really said that was always, you know, beating around it. And we just were sitting there and he's like, yo man, why don't we just do this? Like mm-hmm. I have this beat. Let me play it for you. If you like it, like, let's just go for it. Yeah. And that's what I was waiting for for the longest time was just that push and eat like with my buddies down here. Um, they were kind of like, they had a group that kind of disbanded and then my buddy Colt like uh, was also going into you know he, he plays instruments so he was kind of doing his own stuff with that and, and uh, working with other artists and so I kind of was just sitting there like ah do I really want to in my head and then finally when I had someone with me that was it mm-hmm. and so I just looked at him and it was that night I think it was probably it was, it was May 20 something it was right around there like whenever it whenever I was 21, six years ago, so 2014, yeah, it was for sure, like, the weekend of May 22nd or 25th, because that was my buddy's birthday, mm-hmm. and we just decided right there, and I'll always remember it, the beat he made was called Use This, and, like, I remember what I had, <laughs> yeah, nice. what, I, what I had written to it was just about, like, using music to, like, reach your highest potential and reach your dreams, and that's, yeah. what, that's what the whole thing was about, <laughs> Damn, right, now we're here six years later, he's still making beats, I'm still doing this, um, but, I mean, I still have so much to learn. Like I said, I mm-hmm. think this is my, I feel this is my first year and I'm okay with that. You know, I wish I started when I was 13, but mm-hmm. whatever. I started when I was 21. So. Yeah, better, better late than never, right? That's yeah, the same you know, goes. so I'm, not, I'm, I'm still just trucking along and trying to learn as much as I can. Like I said, you, I, I used to just write and just think I could just write and release stuff. And now I'm like learning the business, learning mm-hmm. marketing, still have so far to go, but I'm just being patient with it, you know? That's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. What's, what has been the most challenging part of the music business or in the industry? It's a good question. Mark, I want, I want to be specific. Obviously, it's it's marketing. I'm trying to think of what in particular. I would say like actually pre and post launch of a song. And that I've like taken a marketing class that I'm still in. I've actually bought little like, um, instru- like packages, if you will, for release schedules mm-hmm. and like what to do, if you will. Just because for me, I'm just like... If I have the info, I'll apply it, but it's so hard for me to just go and find, you know, so I found these trusted people or, um, agencies Mm -hmm. and then kind of went through them, but it's just, yeah, like what, what, 
uh, media outlets do I hit up? Mm -hmm. How do I find them? And then after that, like, and if that's pre-launch, okay, what about post-launch? Like, and then the content you create, mm -hmm. telling a story through it, like all these things. And I know documenting, yeah, but it's like actually having a vision of, okay, if I'm going to release this song about me playing basketball, like I really want to have a song that, you know, walks through, you know, when I used to shoot in my driveway growing up and, you know, then I was on this team, yada, 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 mm -hmm. captain of varsity, all this stuff, you know, strings it along, not just all right, hit the studio, made yeah. this song, got the cover art, bop, drop in two weeks, y'all. Like, yeah. No, that's what I've done for, I think I have six singles out or something like that. I've done that for every single one, and they all have, like, hit a couple hundred plays and then stall out. Oh, okay. So, and I, I understand that, so that's one of my biggest goals for this year is actually applying the launch strategies I now have the knowledge mm -hmm. of, and which I haven't for prior releases, and actually seeing, like, okay, I know I have the talent, I know I have the music, I know it's good enough. So what am I missing here? Mm -hmm. Marketing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's clear as day. So it's a, it's definitely, like I said, a long journey. So I'm being patient with it. it mm -hmm. It's a lot of info, but all you can do is just, you know, take it day by day and apply what you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right on. So going back, I want to backtrack a little bit to your right college on. experience. Yeah. How was that like? Cause you said you went to SBCC, but you're from Huntington beach, right? Yes. So what was the decision in going out there? Um, just because I wanted to get out of the Huntington bubble, as we like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, not everyone gets out. <laughs> yeah. And so for me and my buddy, shout out Wolf, um, he was my roommate who we kind of made the pact of, we could go to OCC, but we had no idea what we want to do out of high school, by the way. Had yeah. no clue. Didn't yeah. apply anywhere. Didn't care to apply anywhere. <laughs> was just rocking with it. And then kind of the date approached of like, oh, yeah, I got to figure this out. And so we just said, let's just go to SB. It's far enough from home that we are out of our comfort zone. Right. But it's close enough that I can come home, you know, emergency or vice versa. I can be reached in an emergency, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so from, yeah, we just pretty much were like, all right, let's start. Let's go there. That was epic. That's where I met Chad mm -hmm. and um, our, our other buddies, Logan, out, you know, the, a bunch of other people, et cetera. But we all kind of formed this family. And it was kind of through that. And I'm still best friends with all of them to this day. And, like, that's where I bounce a lot of my songs off of. And, right. yeah, so it's a, a cliche I heard growing up was, like, your college friends are the ones that are, like, you're really going to mm -hmm. rock with for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I kind of did have that. And, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a different kind of vibe. Like, is I went to Golden West first and then transferred out to Sac State. But I feel yeah. like sometimes your friends in high school, not, I mean, I still kick it with some friends in high school that I had. 100%. But I felt like, you know, a lot of times you're kicking it because you guys live in the same city. So you guys go to the same school and yep. maybe you guys do the same sports. Yeah. I feel like in college, like, for sure, like, you just meet more people that are like you or, like, have similar goals or aspirations sure. or... Some, like I feel like similar wavelengths, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And, and at the age you are, and it's yeah, like, that too. Especially, well, obviously, like you, like you went away as well, and you don't. Like I'm not saying you have to go away, but it definitely does push you in a way mm -hmm. to find out who you are. Yes, because you are starting a new slate. You're nobody. You're yeah. going to a new town. No one knows who you are. I remember I loved that when I went to Santa Barbara, yeah. and I loved that when I Same. went to Boulder. Mm -hmm. I walked in and like, no one knows who the hell I am. <laughs> this is so cool. I could be right. anybody. Yeah, yeah. could be Batman in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a really, it was a free, very free feeling to um, be able to like experience that and kind of just write your own story. And I think that's what allows you to go mm -hmm. into your own mold. Yeah. Because growing up, you're kind of always, me and my buddy Colt were just saying this the other day, we're all conditioned in a way whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. So it's like growing up, and, and I still, I, my friend group from Huntington, love them all to death and still have great uh, relationships with all of them. But it's just like, I definitely realized things in me that came out in other ways. And I'm like, oh, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, and 
that's something that I've realized when I was by myself, like away from home, mm-hmm. just sitting there going through either if I was going through something or just kicking it with myself and yeah. looking out the window, like <laughs> having some thoughts. But yeah, it, it allows for you to really grow into who you are. And that when those people are around that, obviously that's your truest self. Mm-hmm. So if they accept it, whatever bonds you make, then it's like, this is really, really, really me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you guys obviously rock with me for that, then I love you too. <laughs> yeah. And that's something I've honestly like thought about starting a whole separate like podcast, shorter episodes, obviously, but yeah. just like talking with people who went away to college and went away to school. Because yeah. I feel like it does. it's such a life changing experience for me. I was like relatively shy going up around here. And, and because like certain things had happened or I was in a particular friend group I felt like I had to be that way yep and I remember like after college or after high school I was kind of like struggling like I felt like I was being pulled into two different directions right like the way I wanted to go but then the way everyone else kind of saw me as it's tough but then like going to Sac State kind of just like it freed me a little bit and like you said like just like walking through like the doors like ah nobody knows who I am yeah (laughs) it's like it's an amazing feeling you're like oh shit I can be whoever the fuck I want, you know? 100%, dude. Yeah, so it's 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 really, like, to me, it's really eye-opening. And I, I know not everyone gets a chance to, but I love yeah. hearing that you even did it to go to community college, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot of times people out of high school, if they don't get into a four-year or because it's too expensive or whatever, you could still do the sim- a similar experience Big time. with community college. And there's, you know, there's resources for you to do it, but yeah. I, and it, you save a lot more money that way, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then transferring, too, you got, like, a 20 to 30% higher acceptance rate going from there, you know? It's just yeah. so overall the whole process makes sense but yeah it's just it's it's one of those think outside the box moments you know it's really easy to um you know if if it doesn't go you know the exact route you wanted well i'll just fall back at least for for huntington i'll just fall back at occ yeah it's like i heard so and i'm not knocking that at all (laughs) my sister went to occ shout out (laughs) brie um she was a state champ there for volleyball so it's like I, i i am totally down with that but it's just more so of thinking that like okay i i I still want to get away though yeah and if that is important to you like i definitely challenge people to do that because a fish doesn't know wet so you pull it out of the water Mm -hmm. so you like Mm. do you really know yourself you know what i mean it's a cliche i've heard forever and it's so true it Mm -hmm. applies to a lot but in this moment definitely like did i really know myself before i went to santa barbara Mm -hmm. no and then did i really know myself before i went from there to then Colorado, a whole new state? No, yeah. like Colorado is where I really became who I am. Yeah. And I totally know that. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, man. That's a really cool idea for a podcast. Right. Place. And then you could have people who stayed here and you, you could have both of them here and then kind of like bounce off like, well, what was your experience like? Yeah. I stayed here because of X, Y, Z. I didn't want to go because mm-hmm. I didn't want it or whatever it is. Because some people like I, I, I know um, don't want to leave because it's like this is where family is or this yeah. is where, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. So I, and I totally understand that vibe of like, why would I want to go where no one knows me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It could be intimidating. Yeah. Like you said, the family aspect too. I think that was like a big you know, I remember my cousin, my cousin Lorena, shout out to her. She's yeah. the same age as me, but out of high school, she went to UCSB. Nice. But I remember, like, my grandparents, That's you know, dope. like, they come from Mexico, so they were, like, super torn, because they're like, oh, yeah. my God, you're going so far away. Yeah. So when I told them I was going to Sacramento, which is, like, six, seven Way hours away, yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, my God, mijo, like, we're, we're, we're terrified, you know, they were kind of worried for sure. But I, I just think, I mean, at least for me, the community college route first, and then going to Sac State, and I, I finished yeah. in five years, so I only spent two and a half years at each, right? I, I feel like it's... Same. It's not too long of a, a journey, you know what I'm saying, to be away yeah. from home. I think if you can't manage, you can you could fix it however you wanted to. You can do it in two years or a year or whatever. But Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's definitely manageable, right? You're not 
you're not going away from home forever. You, yeah. you still have a lot of life to live. You don't just live. dive head first to like, okay, I'm, I'm 17, 18, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe you're turning 19 if you're a late bloomer and then it's just like, all right, I'm going to the other side of the country. See ya. Yeah. yeah like yeah. That, I can see why that's a little bit like, whoa. Yeah. Never lived on. I'll never forget the first time I was in my apartment with Wolf and like my parents left and we just looked at each other like, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> we got no supervision. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Like, yeah. This is awesome. This is college. So. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely a beautiful, beautiful thing, the journey. <laughs> so how was it at Boulder then? Was there any big, like, culture shocks living in Colorado and going to school out there? Yeah, definitely. I would say the pace of life and, like, people ride bikes. <laughs> I was, yeah. that's, that's a bit fitness. Like, Boulder, actually, I've learned while I was out there, is one of the most, like, fit cities in, oh, wow. in the, all of America. Mm-hmm. Colorado, I'm sure, as a state is up there, but I know Boulder in particular. Like, And so just the way of life, I felt, was way more... Um, of course in tune with nature and people were just more out and about and like what I would do for a Saturday maybe I, you know I'm a big gamer so mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm not writing music I'm probably playing video games still play basketball I'm, I'm an athletic nerd but for the most part I'm gonna kick it on a Saturday and play video games that's what I was doing today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean so but in Boulder way like you know you kind of almost you look outside and it's just like everyone's outside doing something you're getting Damn. calls and like hey we're going to a hike we're going to the creek so the way of life was definitely, a, I would say, a little bit slower in like a bit, you know, because Cali, the rat race, you know, yeah. definitely. So I felt that that was really cool. And the, the just the people there, man, like that really showed me that like, whoa, yeah, people in Cali sometimes can be a little, mm. a little harsh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and of course, harsh people are everywhere. But the cliche, uh, cliches I've heard about California being out of California for so long and meeting people. I, I was in Boulder for two and a half years. Yeah, I definitely was like, oh man, like mm-hmm. just even like girls, guys, just it, it was so much more of a, I just felt an easy approach to people because mm-hmm. it was slower. I didn't always feel like someone had an end game, if yeah. you, know, you know, which it's, I'm not saying it's a knock, but it's Cali, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's the rat race. Things are more expensive. You got to do shit out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's different too. I feel like because we're so fast paced, we put on a lot of like unnecessary stresses and just, Big time. you know, and I feel like stuff like, cause there's so many people here, traffic. Um, accidents and stuff like that. I just feel like it makes people tense. Yeah. So that's why people are not as nice. I think. I like that. A lot of that contributes. I'm sure. Definitely. But so when you go to like a smaller town, we went to Ventura the other weekend. Hell yeah. And it's like I remember we went to a subway, but like, you know, if you go to subway around here anywhere in Orange County, they're they're kind of like banging them out because yeah. there's a line and they're really fast. But we went to the subway in Ventura, and this dude's like taking his time, <laughs> putting the chicken, putting the con- like super slow, and I was like, no, I remember watching, and I was like. Damn, like we're we're in a different little area. This is still California. <laughs> you could just three tell. hours up, you know, the one on one, but yeah. you could just tell like you said, you could just tell like he's different style living, it's you know. It's a different vibe, man. Yeah. And, and like again, like you don't know what's throughout the water. Like it's it's really it was eye opening to me that I really noticed I tell people all the time I loved Colorado, man. Like mm-hmm. that place to me will always have a place in my heart. If I didn't have my daughter, obviously in California would have been there forever dang okay. at, at least for you know for the foreseeable future my i went to school out there my degree was out there i would have mm-hmm. lined up you know jobs out there etc would have went that whole route mm-hmm. instead like obviously i was coming back here so like i didn't really like 
do all that. I came out here, wanted to spend time with my kid. I didn't get a job right away when I came back home. Like, the whole thing. Yeah. So, but Colorado, man, is, it's dope. Obviously, at the time when I went out there, that's when weed was first being legalized, too. Yeah. So, when I was out there, it was like, what, man? Like, this is wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a really, really cool place, man. I, I love the vibes there. Um, and, it's, yeah, it's just nice to be in nature. You get to see the seasons, the colors. Yeah. Green in the spring, uh, summer, like, orange, yellow, fall, white in winter. So, yeah. All that was dope. How far is Boulder away from Denver? And like, like 45 to an hour. Like, it's like going to LA. Okay. Just like that. Okay. Sa- same exact uh, type vibe. Um, there, it was a two-lane highway. I'm pretty sure. I think they widened it, but sometimes that would be a bitch. Uh, tr- driving that with ice was sketchy. Oh, yeah. I bet. <laughs> I, I didn't drive while I was out there, so my homie would sometimes uh, l- let me drive his truck. You know, picking up, because you fly into Denver. Mm-hmm. So anytime someone flew, you know, go home to visit fan, whatever, you had to get picked up from there. And I remember driving, like, that was one of the scariest <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> tail whipping you know uh, and they're like oh my gosh get this guy picked up get it let's get the hell out of here yeah so but um no man it's, it's def- again learning experiences I cherish them all so mm-hmm. it's like I look back on that and I'm thankful for it I now know how to drive in snow yeah and I take my family up to Big Bear and whatnot and I'm like aware mm-hmm. and it's not you know coming in cold <laughs> yeah how do i do this here yeah exactly <laughs> drive us off a freaking mountain you know so yeah <laughs> it, it, it all comes full circle which i'm thankful for <laughs> have you did you ever get snowed in when you were there in boulder like some serious <laughs> snowfall what's funny is places like that we didn't get snowed in we did have the hundred year flood oh so it was the largest flood that they've had obviously in a hundred years and i actually lived on a hill four miles off of campus so we didn't live like right down in the heart of it um, just money wise. <laughs> and so my cousins lived in the heart of it and they actually hit me up and, and a couple of our coworkers who lived with them. So friends and family hit us up and we're like, yo, our, like our place is being evacuated. Yada, yada, yada. Cause I was on a hill. So we were like safe in this hundred year mm. flood and they had to stay with us for a couple days. Everyone's basement, Colorado's big on basements in their houses. Yeah. Everyone's basements were getting flooded out and like the whole thing. Yeah. So it, that was a big deal. But in snow, it's a snow state, so like those people are so fucking prepared for it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't tell you how many days I looked out my window, like checking my phone. Like, I'm not getting an alert for this, like, yeah. bro, this is to my kneecaps out here, really. Mm-hmm. And then you just look out on the roads and totally like ready and Perfect. been paved for hours. You know, okay. like still snow, but like in the sense of obviously leveled out to where people are driving. And I just always looked at there wasn't one snow day. Dang, okay, Not nice. So we had a rain day, yeah. which I blew my mind, because think of it, like, a rain day, damn, I had to rain a lot for that, Yeah, no snow day ever. Okay. And, and I hear stories about, like, my buddy who went to college in Missouri, they got, like, three to six inches or something, he's like, yeah, we had a snow day. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we, the city wasn't prepared for it, so mm-hmm. that's, see, that's the difference right there, like, yeah. Boulder, of course, they're ready for snow, they're that's freaking... True, yeah revved engines ready to go you know missouri probably not so much <laughs> can you imagine what it would be like if it snowed here and like how people drive like really bad already in the rain oh man <laughs> well, dude that that cliche is so true about cali i would say the driving in the rain like <laughs> when it rains in california we freak out <laughs> yeah no we do we do 100 it's it, it's definitely something i i think i probably do too no I, my mom told me it used to snow like it has snowed in huntington before like years ago i don't know like in like the yeah, 80s wow. or 90s probably like definitely before our time but it, it has snowed in huntington 100 percent. wow and there was there was a time recently like i would say i know there was like a hail i want to say yeah but it was so much hail that it like there was an aerial shot 
I yeah. think because I was waiting in college at this time. Yeah. Uh, it looked like snow because yep. it was just like the sand was like white. And yeah. I'm like, Whoa. I remember yeah. that. And I was tripping too, but obviously, you're right. It was hail. Like, it wasn't, it was technically obviously not yeah. what we're talking about. So, I, I personally have never seen it. Damn, if it did, whew, that'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be good, but it would definitely have some laughs, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, you grew up in Huntington Beach. And what is, like, what does the city of Huntington Beach mean to you? Because everyone knows it's like surf city and everything, but like, what does it mean to you? uh definitely growing up it it was it was it's always surf city to me like that's just i always thought that was so cool that like my city had a nickname like that yeah and it's it's just yeah be cool little beach town palm trees uh you know i hear you know stories of interviews rappers and whatnot that have, or whether they're from uh the midwest or east coast or something oh yeah like i've never been to the beach i'll never forget i watched the Wiz Khalifa day to day and some people some guys in taylor gang they walked out to the beach and they're like it's my first time having my feet in sand yeah it was like yeah what a, yeah <laughs> <laughs> what that is so insane to me so um ever since then that was obviously years ago i always just really took it to heart of like this is a ble- this is such a big blessing some people never see this in their whole lives mm-hmm. i'm not going to take it for granted yeah um so definitely surf city is the first thing i think of um i mean truthfully and like obviously with all the stuff that's going on in the world i think of it a little differently nowadays yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i said growing up because in the last two months or so i've always like i spoke nothing but love for huntington and I'm from Southside. I still will always rep it because Southside made me. I had a great conversation with my homie Neil about that. Um, and he was just like, you know, I know the city may not be looking that great right now sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I agree. He's like, but you, it's not like, fuck that. Fuck your city. Because, like, you're 27. Your city made you up to this point. Yeah, you know? exactly. So it's like, it, it's, a, it's a balance. But I definitely, I love Huntington. It is good vibes. But definitely in the times that we're living in right now, I, it's it's more so showing me things that i've never seen before mm-hmm. so I, I like to call it as i was a little bit like blindfully ignorant or willfully mm-hmm. ignorant in a way had a veil over my face a little bit okay because i i just always you know i i look the way i look and i kind of just always like i said had the perception of this is surf town baby yeah. it's all mellow it's all yeah. good i love this place people don't even get to see this sometimes yeah. so um, but yeah, in, in recent months, it's definitely switching a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I would say even, I feel like Huntington Beach has always been in the news because I remember the U.S. Open was like pretty big when yep. I was in high school. Oh, yeah. But then I think one year, I forgot out the exact year, you probably can help me out, but they had like the riots. 2017, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so, so yeah. 17, like, they kind of like, uh, I know like the U.S. Open changed after that, right? Yep. But it was because like, you know us open was over and people didn't want it to be over for some reason and they just kind of like you know it was kinda, I trying to turn to this thing where i was reading uh, the news article about it. i was like really like what like this really happened and that yeah. was like the first time i remember huntington beach being in the news for something like that and then you had the whole like the mask and like we you know there were Dude, what is the, it protesting covid19 ma- and everything thing, i i can't even like that's what i mean it's stuff like i'm sitting right here with the mask underneath my chin right now came, yeah came in with the mask on like because have you ever seen the world shut down before? I haven't. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I'm going to just go ahead and like do my part. Like yeah. conspiracy theories, I, I hear you. You can have one for anything that the government says. Trust yeah. me. I'm, I listen to hip hop. I'm there with you. Yeah. you know? But for the most part, this is just so, it's the whole globe. Mm-hmm. So this is one that for me, I'm just like, just listen to what they're saying yeah you know this isn't the u.s thing you know yeah and and for huntington like even if you don't agree with it that i remember i posted something of like i've never i've never seen huntington really protest too much 
And I remember I saw so many people protest that. Mm-hmm. And then obviously what happened with the George Floyd situation, I remember I posted a video on my Instagram and I was like, for all you people who are out there protesting about wearing a mask on your face to save people, <laughs> yeah, I hope you're out there <laughs> yeah. when someone died yeah. and we're protesting this too. And then lo and behold, we know how that went. We were on the news for like not mm-hmm. doing that well. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that's what I mean of like, I, I definitely love where I'm from. Always will because that's where I'm from. That'll mm-hmm. always be home. But I look at I look at it with a little bit of a different yeah. viewpoint nowadays, which is good because that's what where we're at now. It's all about just learning and understanding. Mm-hmm. So if I can learn and understand my home better and kind of how to operate better, then word up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I remember having this conversation though with Herbie when kind of quarantine first hit and they had the lockdown and you know recommended that you stay inside. Is that yeah. I felt like the reason why they didn't push like harder restrictions on us and they said, Hey, you can still go out for necessities and wear a mask and socially distance. But they didn't just say like, Hey, stay the fuck home. Yeah. (laughs) It's because like, I don't know, like, I feel like something about like the U S and like that we grew up with this ego of like freedom. Like we have the freedom to do pretty much whatever, right? Against everything that we stand for. Exactly. For For, so for someone to tell us, Hey, you have to, you have to do this. You have to do that. Like I knew there was going to be some people, even with as lax, yeah. exactly, it wasn't going to go over well, because even as lax as they were about it, like, hey, we should do this, people are still going to be like, oh, no, like, yeah. we deserve the right for this, and we Freedom's deserve, because that's what this country was built on, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like in our, uh, not commandments, uh, it's in our foundation. amendments, you know, yeah. in the Constitution, like for that, sure. so it's just, uh, it's, but it, it's sure, like, no, this is an unprecedented situation, like, like you said, have we ever seen a, a pandemic this big? It's no. Nuts. And then even when it did, I'll be the first, when it started, trust me, I, I was just like, whatever. Whatever, yeah. man. What we're yeah, lockdown. Yeah, I'll bet. I'll, <laughs> I'll bet I'm not gonna have to go to work for two weeks. Yeah, I'll yeah. bet I work from home. Oh shit, I'm working from home for two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it it was it's been a crazy time, but I mean for me, I, I've honestly made the most of it. You mm-hmm. know, like it, it was you know half days working from home and just being able to work on music and mm-hmm. focus on stuff like that. So just like even focus with like family. You know, mm-hmm. just being a dad and like. Um, my kid obviously was homeschooled now because of that so it's like there's been a lot of like different changes but looking at it all of course i wouldn't wish a pandemic but given the way that we've adapted like in my house like it definitely is going Mm -hmm. the best as it can go yeah and i feel like for creators it was a good time whether you are making music or whatever you create i feel like it's a good time because you have all that time to yourself now and big time you know, I felt like I discovered I was more introverted than extroverted, like, during quarantine, because I was like, oh, yeah. oh, like, no one's asking me to go out, like, That's this is kind of nice, yeah, <laughs> like, all good with that, yeah, so this is kind of nice, you know, I could kind of just chill, you know, and, like, I, there was a lot of things, like, around the house, I was just too busy to, like, fix, you know, like, yeah. my bike, I love riding my bike, big time, I had I'd been needing to fix it since, like, September, though, but, like, yeah. you know, first week of quarantine, I was like, all right, got the tools, fixed it and i was up and riding you know boom just made sense yeah so it's, it was like a beautiful time for me um were you able to create more music or how did it affect your creative side of things definitely yeah just like being able to sit down create more just write more mm-hmm. and just for creative cuts especially you kind of just get a more my i watched my creative cuts go from yeah like I, when i started creative cuts i didn't have any clue what i was doing yeah. i knew what i wanted to do i wanted to do a new thing every week and that was it with a video, some mm-hmm. type of visual representation. Mm-hmm. And during once quarantine started, and I was working half days and working at home. It just allowed me to really like sit down, really write, you know, write more and more. So I had more material and then just look and be like, how, what does this vibe tell me visually? And I can actually sit there 
And then that's when I started doing different angles. Mm-hmm. And I started being like, actually, well, let me do one full shot here and I'll do one full shot over there. And then I'll cut. The, and that's just nice as the viewer to see different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And so it really kind of helped me level up for sure with creative cuts. And that's creative cuts are my biggest goal this year, just because that's me being consistent. Mm-hmm. Never done anything like that, that consistent 52 weeks out of the year. And I'm probably going to keep going after that just because I look at it now of like, that's my, that's my thing. Yeah. It's my thing. And like, and I've had people tell me that of like, that's your thing. So I got to run with that. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to pretty much brand that and kind of just, that's going to be what I do every single week for my fans. And it'll, I'm sure morph into something later on of like, it's not always just going to be like a song. Mm-hmm. It'll probably, I don't know. It could be like, if I'm working on merch, mm-hmm. it could be the process of me, you know, coming up with the idea, pressing it out, doing the whole thing. That's, Makes sense. that's yeah. an episode right there. Just anything creative because then it, that's always going to be me being consistent. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing with this is like, can't be just making a song once every three months. Yeah. Uh, thinking this is going to pop off. Like right. <laughs> something tells me it's not going to work like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, j- just trying to um, stay on top of it with that. But yeah, the, the quarantine definitely helped a lot for that. And mm-hmm. um, I even wrote like a full list on my phone of like, cause obviously I have unreleased tracks. Mm-hmm. So I, I just really just make a list of like ones I'm work ones that are untouchable. So I have a list of like untouchable singles that I'm like, once I get this whole thing done and this kind of builds my fan base more mm-hmm. and shows them I am serious, I am consistent and that you should care about what I'm doing because mm-hmm. I'm, I am going to do it. Um, then that's when I drop these untouchable singles. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're going to hear all these ones that are going to become your favorites because you get the taste of it. Yeah. And you're going to want these. Um, and I'll drop them at the, like, you know, three or four at the end of the year. But then after that, like probably going into the next year, like I'm just going to come out with all brand new singles. And nice. that's my plan for right now. We'll see. Like I-, I was just even thinking on the way over here of maybe I'll drop a single like my birthday's in September. Okay. You know, j- just to, like, I don't it, it, this is what I mean. Marketing. It's always like, how, which way do I want to do it? Do yeah. I want to drop one, you know, try and drop it in September or so I should start now and the planning for it mm-hmm. and, the, you know, setting it all up. It's like, or do I just want to really focus on creative cuts mm-hmm. and like just rock with that this year and. You know, I'm going to press merch out soon for, like I said, get that brand going. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I think I'll build more loyalty and more of a fan base. So then when I do have my releases, they're yeah. more optimized. Mm-hmm. I did want to ask, what was the first idea? I have a lot of fun watching your creative cut series, Thank by you. the way. Thank you. But what, what did you, where did like, was there a previous artist that you watched or looked up to that had something similar? Or how did you yes. get that idea? So it was first, shout out most critical. The most critical. <laughs> um, he, he did his One Take Tuesdays, and that was, I've never seen anything like that. Um, and I just came across it. Uh, I recently, last summer, did a show with him at Tiki Bar. Okay. And just really, was such a dope dude, just vibed with him. And I just told him, like, your, your shit really inspired me, man. Like, I, I just really want to do something like that. Um, and I remember him being like, that's what, that's like the highest respect right there is like inspiration. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so biggest shout outs to him. Really, really dope guy. Um, but yeah, so from that, I kind of just took it and was like, if he can do it, why can't I, you know? And it, it, it's just, it, I was so engaged with it. I wanted, I was looking forward to it every Tuesday. So mm-hmm. it was like, that makes so much sense. And all the marketing things I'm teaching, it's like, what makes you stop when you scroll through Instagram? Mm-hmm. What makes you stop? And like, yeah. you, wanna, you know, it's like, so catch yourself when you stop and then apply, do that, mm-hmm. you know? And so I really just took that. And then I also heard in like a little interview, that's what Russ did, you know? And that's obviously someone who is at the top of the top. And he released a new song every, every week for two years. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that's when he started getting like traction. Mm-hmm. He started getting a little bit of a bubble after two years. Yeah. So I just hear that. And I'm like, okay, bro. Yeah. You've released what? Four songs in 
three years, who the fuck you think you are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to work like that. So uh, it was a combination of both of them, Russ and the most critical, and just seeing someone who is like basically from OC that, mm-hmm. I, that I know that I can relate with. So knowing someone who's done it mm-hmm. and then also looking up to someone who's actually like big in the industry and seeing the correlation of like, dang, so from any level you're at, it's just about consistency, mm-hmm. you know, and you can do it at this level, you can do it at that level. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I might as well just hop on board and see if I can. And, and that, you know, when I set a goal and I challenge myself, I mean it. So mm-hmm. I've missed a couple weeks given uh, j- just the times we're in in the last month. I didn't do one for the month of June. Okay. Just kind of let it breathe. Um, but I keep track, man. I was on 22. 22 was the last one I, I, I did. And so I missed four now. So when I come back, I'll be on number 23. Mm-hmm. And like, I will make up those four during the year. Okay. So there'll, there'll be weeks where I do two. You yeah. Know? And like, there'll be weeks where maybe I do three or whatever. But yeah, like the, by the end of this 2020, there will be 52. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, it's good to have that kind of presence or something else to have as an artist. Because I remember yeah. growing up in high school, especially that I was really big into Odd Future and they had their whole nice. YouTube series, you That's know, dope. like. They were, you know, doing like a lot of pranks and stuff like that. But you could yeah. see them like, even if they didn't have new music, like, oh, they got a new video up on YouTube. There's and eventually something. it led to Loiter Squad. I don't know if like you're familiar with that. Definitely. It, was that on, it was on Adult Swim? Yeah, it's yeah. on Adult yeah. Swim. So it was on, on Adult Swim. And I don't know if it's still going on right now, to be honest. But they had like a good little, you know, like two year run where they were doing stuff on YouTube. And then eventually like Adult Swim got it. And it was like a 15 minute show. It was kind of weird. It was like yeah. robot chicken, but yeah. you know, live action. <laughs> it was a filler one. It yeah, was like... <laughs> <laughs> it was a filler one. Exactly. But it was super cool to see them like, yeah, we have this music stuff going on too. But like, you can also check out our, you know, like us just like having fun and like being young and like pranking yeah. people. And they also got like a lane through that too, you know? And it shows them, it shows another, another side of you as an artist. And that also, it's just, there's so many aspects of that. Of like, that's going to bring in fans that maybe don't even like your music. Yeah. They may not even care that you listen to music, but they think that you're hilarious. So they're going to rock with you. Mm-hmm. And then maybe down the line, they end up, okay, like this song's cool. But then mm-hmm. there you go. That's a fan. And mm-hmm. that's what it's all about right there. It's just like, it's content, content is king. That's something you always hear now. So yeah. like creative cut is that my, is my approach to that. And just trying to stay like, it's it's a bitch to sit there and think like okay well what content do i want to do today yeah <laughs> like i hated that <laughs> i do not i am not in this to post on instagram every i'm not yeah. like i know i have to right just where we're at and i understand and accept that but i I'm, I'm gonna get to the point where i automate it and so i don't have to be on there yeah but like i i hated having to like what's my caption gonna be yeah like, no dude that's me too, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm with you we all do it dude like and it's just uh, taking my marketing class it made it really clear of like what who are you and what is your brand yeah and once you find that out like and it's just like one two three bullet points be real simple about it and like that is what you should post about mm-hmm. nothing else and so it's just like i'm a dad and i rap dad rap okay i'm only gonna post about being a dad and I'm only going to post about rapping. Mm-hmm. No, like, friends and, like, going to the whatever. Like, no offense to the homies. <laughs> but, but, like, I deleted, like, a bunch of stuff because it's, like, that doesn't apply to your brand. Mm-hmm. And if that it doesn't align, then that's distracting. Yeah. And so we want when people come to see your brand, your social media profile, your website, whatever, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy raps. Mm-hmm. So when I do creative cuts, like, dude, the, you scroll down. It's all you see is music video, music video, music. It's like, okay, yeah, this guy does it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not, I'm a rapper in my bio, and then you see nothing about me rapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it, it was just all, it's all got to be cohesive. And mm-hmm. that, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a fan base earlier, and I was actually yeah. watching one of, I don't know if it was creative cuts or something different, but you met Reason. 
Yeah. And uh, he talked about like building yeah. it too. How how did that experience go? <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> it was at the observatory. I've never gotten to reason. A big TDE fan. Yeah. Um, Absol is one of my favorite artists. Nice. Me too. Triple entendres. Yeah. Super. You know, this guy raps about stuff that I look up afterwards. Like, the yeah. fuck was he rapping about? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what is this? <laughs> like all the time. So and I that that is my at the core of me so i love that mm-hmm. but i also understand that's a it's a very unique path for like to go that way yeah so again that's why i mine i'm kind of like I, I i like it but i vibe um but so tde kendrick all them always been a fan but reason i heard about and it was mm-hmm. like oh he's performing all right he was opening up for jid mm-hmm. and I, w- I was going to the jig concert by myself and reason was up in there and he, uh, he had a dope track uh, on his outro song and he was like i'm gonna meet everyone up in here Jid's on next. Like, if you fuck with me, I'm gonna be at the merch table. Come and meet me. Damn. I'll be here for as long as it takes to meet everyone and stuff like that. I love because yeah. that's what I would be like, hundred percent. When I'm on stage, whenever I do get to that point, it's gonna be like, I don't care how long it takes. All you guys came out here for me. I will meet you if you will wait to meet me. That's tight. You know, and because that's what that's forming. Give it back. Right yeah. There. Yeah. You know. Um. And so you know, we get in the line. I'm. <laughs> I was like, the line is there. I was the guy like, floating on the side of the line, kind of like back and forth, like. <laughs> Should I do this? Should I? Shit, no. No, I should just go. I, I, I should just go. No, this is stupid. This is this is stupid. And then like, no, don't be a little bitch. Come on. You know you could learn something right now. Get in line yeah. and just go and like ask him a question. It was, I'm such an overthinker. I just like, I didn't want to go and I, I thought, oh, it's such a cliche thing. Oh, do you have one piece of advice for an yeah. indie artist? And I was getting in my own head. Don't get in your own head out there. It's a f- bunch of bullshit. <laughs> so finally, I just hop in line and, you know, I go up and I just ask him. And he, he, dude, it was so cool. He fully took a sec and was like, huh. And like, could tell, was totally was going to give me a legit ass answer. Yeah. And he goes, 200 fans, man. Don't worry about anything else. Focus on your first 200 super fans, people that are ride or die for you. Mm-hmm. Anything you drop, they are commenting, purchasing, reads all that. Those 200, that number. Once you have that 200, watch what happens. Mm-hmm. He's like, it, you will build from there so much easier, but they have to be 200 super fans, yeah, ride or die people. And so that kind of made it easy for me to quantify like 200 isn't that hard no yeah you know like mm-hmm. when you're sitting here thinking of like how am i gonna get a thousand fucking followers on spotify right that seems like a big mountain <laughs> yeah. when you break it down to 200 it's like i could run an ad and do that yeah you know like, yeah. so it, it was really really cool to take away with and that's why like i posted a video about it yeah just to be like i know there's so many people out there that this mountain seems impossible mm-hmm. so this is just my little like hey from a guy, reason, who's on the one of the sickest labels yeah. and works with some of the best people we've ever heard, he said, from his path, I'm sure, just get 200 fans mm-hmm. and, and build from there faster than you've ever seen. Yeah. So honestly, I have like a very like high, I think very highly of reason, like yeah. just as an artist, because I feel like he has the, uh, he has sometimes of like, because he's from Carson, so I think he yeah. draws some inspiration from Absol. Yeah. Because he does have a lot of play on words in his music. Yeah. But then he's like. Social media presence is like schoolboy Q-ish. Yeah. I feel like he has bars like as good as Kendrick sometimes. And like his freestyles are super good. And he's funny. Yeah, and he's funny. He, he's, so he's it's like character. he has like a little bit of all the other TDE superstars and he's like his own person though. So I feel yeah. like, like I tell people like when, when they're like, oh, who's like the best up and coming artist? I always say Reason, you know? That's I feel, sick. I feel like in two, three years, like he's I don't think he'll idiot. be bigger than Kendrick, but he'll be like up there. You know what I mean? I'll be like. That's dope. See, like so, I, I haven't met someone that actually like rocks with him. Like, yeah. Oh, obviously you do. Like I haven't heard someone say that of like yeah. next up and coming. I could see why. Like, yeah. I, I've heard enough of him to be like, in, you know, passing conversations if it comes up big. Like, oh, that reason dude's dope though. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, if you haven't heard him. Yeah. Like I, I, 
I don't know. I don't have albums by him, but mm-hmm. I've heard enough from him. I've seen. I saw the end of his set. Yeah, and was like, damn, she turned this shit up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even so, his whole like story with his album, the first one that he released, it, he wasn't signed with TDE yet. But okay. the um, so the album there you have it. He went to TDE. I forgot how he exactly how he got introduced to um, Top Dog. Yeah. But basically, they liked his stuff, and they said, "Hey, we're gonna take down your album because it had only been out for like a month or something like that." So they said, yeah. "Take it down. We're gonna re-release it later." And they like trimmed it a little bit. I think he said it was like it went from sixteen to eleven tracks. So they trimmed it down and they just re-released it. And like so he didn't have to like he didn't get signed and like have the pressure of putting out like a you know, a new album or mixtape right wow. away. But yeah, they had him they liked That's his cool. album so much they're just like, We're gonna trim it up and then we release it as like member of T D E. Like once you get signed. <laughs> and I was like, That's so that was really cool, like that T D E I feel like T D E does a lot of like things the right way or I the way a label should, you know? Yeah, they they clearly and I know they're tied with they're tied with Def Jam. Uh, they're tied with someone now. I can't remember. I who. forgot who it is. Yeah. I can't remember. Damn, I can't believe I forgot that. That's bad. Because <laughs> um, there was a point where I, like it was a big deal where I was like, oh man, because they were like an independent label and then they signed with whoever. Yeah, but mm-hmm. anyways, um, yeah, they they I mean they always seem to treat their artists right. Their artists have a very niche mm-hmm. bond. There's only like, I don't know, 10 to 15 of them total or something. So yeah. you can just tell it's a family vibe, everything mm-hmm. about it. And they let everyone shine. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Isaiah's dropping in the fall. So fall's for Isaiah. Mm-hmm. No, you're not going to hear from anyone else. Right. Okay, winter's for Absol. You're not going to hear from anyone. And like, exactly. I, I know that annoys us sometimes. Yeah. Trust me, I want an Absol album more than anyone. And yeah. I've seen he's been tweeting about it. Yeah. I've seen it too. And I, and I heard him on Flick It Up. Right. I heard him he's been on yeah, a few of those recent I'm, songs. I'm dropping the gym this summer, Pick It Up. I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> let me know. Um, but yeah, man, so it, it, it's definitely TDE. Like, when I. If I, if I had a dream scenario of being signed, I go back and forth. With, as of right now, I would say I don't want to be signed just mm-hmm. for creative control and just what I'm doing. Yeah. Try and build my own thing, kind of challenge myself to see what I'm capable of. Yeah. But if I, you know, in a future world, if I was to get signed, it would be like TDE would be my dream one. Yeah. For sure. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen Absol perform? <laughs> yes. Many times. Okay. Many times. I saw him. Uh, I've seen him at Coachella. That was my first time ever seeing him when I went to Coachella uh, years ago. Uh, and that was unbelievable and then i saw him at a smokers club tour in denver mm-hmm. which was epic like passing joints off stage and hey, chevy right. woods was in that one and uh joey badass was in oh, okay nice so, so and like a little hole in the wall like observatory type place okay so it was really cool um but absol i've seen i haven't seen anyone oh no i've seen i saw schoolboy q at uh ucsb okay oh nice. <laughs> a, little, a little school concert nice. yeah. <laughs> it, it was cool and i remember that one he was like at the end of it you know i always take notes i always take notes when i see people live like because yeah. i always have felt that i i it aligned with me mm-hmm. it always felt like i wanted to be up there and i could be up there that's not too big for me mm-hmm. so um but he 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 hopped off stage he's like i'm gonna cut my set short these last 10 minutes I never got to go to college, man. Like, I think this shit is so cool. I just want to come out in the crowd with y'all and just vibe with y'all for a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, and he just went through the crowd, was giving daps. They just turned on his music and just turned it up, and he was just in the that's crowd. That's tight. Yeah, because yeah, it, it, like, it wasn't like, it wasn't huge. So I'm talking, this was years ago. So this was, five, uh, this was probably four, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Probably longer. No, longer than that, because I'm 27. Mm-hmm. I was in Santa Barbara, and I was 19 and 20. So it was like, yeah, so, seven, eight years ago. But it was literally like, constellation room small mm-hmm. yeah so, like not even big room reserved or like like even like the, maybe like even a tad small so it wasn't like he was in a mob of people yeah yeah, yeah. it was really it was really like a cool few hundred maybe yeah and i remember just seeing that thinking like man these guys are like the, you think they have it all yeah you know that, that they're out here balling they're doing it and mm-hmm. here we are at college and they're looking at us like at least schoolboys looking at us like i want to just feel what you guys feel for 10 yeah. minutes 
Yeah. And that was really cool to see of like the, the role reversal like that. Yeah. A lot of them are very genuine. I, I know. Yeah. So when I was in Sacramento, there's a little kind of like the constellation room size. Yeah. It was called the Harlow's nightclub. Yeah. And we, I saw Isaiah Rashad, <laughs> Isaiah Rashad and Absol there. But both of them were like, su- like I was super close. Like, I, and because I don't, there wasn't as many people as there were for um, Absol as there were for Rashad. Yeah. So I like Absol, <laughs> and I made sure too. Absol, I went I like <laughs> super early, right? Like Absol, I was like, I'm getting there two hours early, getting yeah. a good spot. So there was a lot of times where like during his performance, he dapped me up, like That's you know, he dope. was smoking, yeah. and I got like the, the smoke right in my face. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. So it was really cool. Like that was like probably like one of my most memorable concerts, just because one, he's like one of my favorite rappers, and two, I was like, That's you know, cool. like you and me, distance to him. Yeah. It, like I said, it was a tiny stage. There wasn't like too much of a space between the crowd. Because places the like that, it's really like the stage, speakers, and then like fence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're like, whoa, like this is super dope, you know? Yeah, it's, it's not that like big gap where there's like six feet, and then you know you can't even reach. It's like you're right up on. That's how the Smokers Club one was too. Yeah. Like you were right up on there. Funny story actually. When I saw, I, I bought VIP tickets to meet Absol okay. at Observatory. This was a really funny story. Mm-hmm. And I the it was on a it was on a Saturday night, fr- or it was on a Sunday night. My bad, Sunday night. Friday night, I flew to San Francisco mm-hmm. to, to go meet my buddy Chad yeah. and make music for the weekend. And Because it was just like a kind of heat of the moment. Why not? I'm pursuing my dream. This is what it's going to be like. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go hit a flight and we're going to make music. <laughs> and then I'm going to go hit a show the next, like, you know, and I'm going to be up all night. Whatever. This is what I'm about. Yeah. And so I'm up basically like two straight nights. Oh. Like we don't sleep for the most part. We're up yeah. to, you know, 3, 4 a.m., wake up at 8 or 9, do it again. And so and then I fly home. And when I go to this Absol show, I'm early like you because it's vip so you're supposed at observatory doors open at seven you're supposed to be there to meet him before that yeah i was in line for an hour and a half and i was the next person in to go meet him the next one yeah all right guys we're gonna shut it down everyone else after this you gotta meet him after the show and i was sitting i'm on fumes i've been traveling all day yeah two days of basically no sleep the, the second night especially because it's your last night in San Fran like we really didn't sleep you yeah know, it's your last night there so I'm just on fumes I just stood up for an hour and a half straight and now I gotta stand up for another four hours or, sh- or so for the concert, if, yeah. if not more if like maybe five and then I can meet him so it's gonna be six hours of just standing up and I go to the very front and I'm locked in there and I literally got to the point where I was like my back was spasming I was mm. I, I was done dude I go in the back I like leave because you know when you're in the front yeah. You can't leave because yeah. if you do, you're never getting back. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, my back, but but soul, I can't, <laughs> but my back. <laughs> yeah. And so finally I dip out and I'm just, I call my girlfriend like, I don't know what to do. This is my favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to meet him. I, I don't think I can stay here. Like yeah, I'm literally toasted, dude. And I, and I left. And, and so to this day, I've still never met him, and I just kind of hung it up. In those moments, I always like find the good or like how how I can accept it, mm-hmm. and I just hung my hat on like just wasn't supposed to meet him that way. Dang. So that means I'm supposed to meet him a different way. Okay, you know, that's and nice. that's yeah. and I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe I'm supposed to meet him when I'm signed to TDE or mm-hmm. when the, I don't know. He's I'm featured on a track for him or vice versa, and then I can tell this story. Mm-hmm. Yo, bro, I was supposed to meet you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my fucking back hurt. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, so just a little funny story with it. Um, you know, just waiting for the puzzle piece to align. Okay, right on, man. So we were talking about Creative Cuts earlier, but I saw, I was digging through your Instagram page and you had the field study page, right? Oh, yeah. Do you plan on bringing that back at all? or what, And what was the idea, inspiration behind that? Yeah, that, it's it's one I've, 
I've wanted to be more consistent with, but truthfully just haven't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that that's definitely one that's just been on the back burner. I made it up because of rap genius mm-hmm. and, uh, I was just telling why, shout out YBG. I was just, I was just telling him the other day of like how I came up with it and I was like, you know, rap genius, I think it's so cool to annotate lyrics. Yeah. I used to print lyrics. Yeah. I used to really want to know what you were saying and what it meant, etc. And I kind of, I'm not an idiot. I am not a household name yet. So I want people to know what I'm saying. I do take time with my lyrics. I do come from the roots of wanting to have these crazy bars. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I don't want my shit to just go over your head. Mm -hmm. Field study. Rap genius won't annotate my shit. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like it's not rap genius won't annotate my shit yet. I know one day they will. But for now it was just like, I want, I want you to know me that well mm-hmm. like it's one thing that maybe you hear i'm a boom bap guy and maybe you're more of a beat person but if you watch a video of me really breaking down my lyrics that'll show you a whole nother side of me mm-hmm. and like where my head's at of like whoa that's what he did there yeah i didn't even know that mm-hmm. so i just made it like that and it is something that i, I will bring back with whatever my next single is mm-hmm. i did one for kool-aid coded which i released in october i was gonna do them for uh, creative cuts i was i wasn't like for for some of the best ones but I'm just going to save it. Like, it's just one of those, like, I'm just, like I said, creative cuts are the main focus and the main goal for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just like I put my head down and work and then after a year, lift my head up and see what I built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I'm glad that you, you appreciate the field studies. That's that yeah. people have told me about, yeah, like they really do that and I don't have enough of them. So for mm-hmm. anyone listening, they are coming back in full force. Cause when I do have that next single, whether it's in the fall or if it's next year, it's going to be like, like singles are planned so it'll be consistent like yeah. single and then another one so it'll be a field study another one another okay. one yeah so that'll be something that uh and it's like we were saying earlier it's just content yeah just <laughs> just another way of like i'll be sitting in some room that i'm usually not sitting in and you know a whole new vibe and mm-hmm. just me talking to you so. yeah no and i like it because like i i feel like we can relate because I, yeah. I feel like absol he would like rap about things where you're like i gotta look look this up on 100%. rap genius and then even sometimes Rap Genius didn't have everything. So yep. you're like, I got to look this up on like my Google. Own. I gotta, yeah, I Google gotta go search. Actually, research. Yeah. Tell me a rapper that you listen to who actually made you go yeah. research something. No, it was it was dope. <laughs> Absol, um, for sure. Lupe Fiasco had some joints Lupe, like that. For sure. Joey Badass is like newer and he had some joints Definitely like that too. That. And I'm forgetting, there was another one too. But uh, yeah, like those artists for sure. They, they were just like, yeah. yeah, they make you think, and you're like, well, I gotta like research this, you know? Dude, like for Absol, it was I remember like Nibiru was Nibiru, yeah. The talking about like the ancient like Mesopotamians. <laughs> yeah, like ancient like aliens, and uh, the, I can't even remember it, but yeah, the, oh the 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 Anunnaki. Yeah, Anunnaki, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this guy on? Yeah, <laughs> like to go and like where where do you even find that? Like mm-hmm. where do you? okay, maybe you found it in a book, but how did you even come across that book? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's such an interesting dude, though, right? Yeah. Like, like even the, what he had, like, the Herbert, no, that's the name. Uh, I forgot the syndrome that he has. Oh, That um, makes his lips black and his eyes, uh, like, seems like they're closed, too. Wow. What? Damn. I forgot what it's called. I'm not going to be able to remember it. That's so bad. Yeah. No, I feel bad, <laughs> Black lip pastor. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh man, that's bad. But he just seems like he's sorry, like soul. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> we failed you. <laughs> I promise we'll get it off the air. <laughs> but uh, even he did that song too. I don't know. It's not on like Spotify or Apple, but he did like Christopher Joner. Yeah. On YouTube, oh, Christopher Joner was a rowdy track. Yeah, that yeah. one was a dope track. So it's just I feel like he he always like inspired me to like Google search stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah this is cool as hell. Dude, I did. That's so bad that I 
I literally did like a report on it. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's so bad that I can't recall it. I'm like, I'm thinking of the Book of Soul. I know he says it in mm-hmm. it in the Book of Soul, but I, yeah. I literally can't remember it. Damn, that's that's so that bothers me. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's Soul is one of the favorites for sure. Uh, and then I mean, I, I guess Kendrick's probably after that, but all, all of TDE sick. But yeah, Soul is just such a freaking alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So searching through your discography, uh, the last project you dropped was No Running on Deck, correct? Do Not Run on Deck. Do Not yeah. Run on Deck, my yeah, bad. Yeah. No, you're good. Do Not Run on Deck. What was, uh, I guess, you know, how long did it take to put that album together as a whole? So that one, yeah, first project, that definitely is like my baby. Because mm-hmm. that's like the, didn't know what I was doing, used GarageBand. I didn't even master it. I don't, no, I, mm-hmm. no, I definitely know. I did not master it. <laughs> I literally made it on GarageBand, so like all the levels, like it's mixed, but all the levels are like, low so you gotta like crank up your volume all the way to yeah. hear it you know nowadays i like use lander and stuff uh-huh. but do not run on deck was i actually made it because in the cover art is a sign that in my first uh apartment when i was living on, in the slater slums of huntington shout out slater mm-hmm. <laughs> um i was just sitting on my couch and i looked out the window and it was like a couple like apartment complexes down but it was so it wasn't right next door it was like a couple down but i could see this sign and it literally just said do not run on deck mm. and i'm just such a like I was saying earlier, like a vibe, universe, puzzle pieces, timing, everything mm-hmm. about that. So I don't take stuff like that for granted. And whatever mood I was in that day, it just hit me. And I just looked at it and I just had fleshed out a whole like process of like, mm-hmm. do not run on deck. Huh? Like, yeah, because the faster like on deck, obviously next up, faster you're on deck, the faster you're up, the faster you're out. Mm. And it was just like, ooh, that kind of that that was my approach to it of like, and that, mm-hmm. you know. The, whatever my thought process was that day could have went anyway <laughs> yeah. but that was where I was at was like don't rush to get there man mm-hmm. the sooner you get there the sooner it could be over it's not a guarantee that like, once you get there you're just gonna fall off and it's done right. <laughs> but it's like the sooner you get there you better be ready to mm-hmm. stay there and to build off of it mm-hmm. and like a great analogy is like everyone wants to blow up if like I want to blow up right now 100% but if I just got a woke up tomorrow with a million fans yeah would I be able to keep them would you be ready yeah no yeah. No, like I want it. I don't even have merch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you gotta be real with yourself. And yeah. so way when I was even making that, like, bro, I made that in like 2017. So if I still don't have merch, like, yeah. and obviously, it's it's coming probably in the next month or two. Um, but it's taking me this long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like when I think back to that, it made so much sense of like, and I'm not rushing. You know, mm. trust me, I want it to all go faster too. But we all have our own path, and mm. I. I put in the work and I, I definitely work every day at it. So it's one of those, like, you know, some people it may only, they may only have to do it for two years and they may get, you know, yeah. crazy success and do it like word up to them. Mm-hmm. Kudos. Like that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And so my, my thing may take me eight years. Cool. It may take me 10. Mm-hmm. Cool. But it's just all about, you know, being consistent and rocking it out. Yeah. That's wonderful to hear. I feel like sometimes we get too much uh, in a competition with other people. Big time. Right? When it should be just, you should be in a competition with yourself. You should be better yep. than the day you were before. Yep. I, like, I, you like to use the analogy, like, we all are in this race, but we don't all get, like, the same starting point. Exactly. Right? So, like, the fact that, you know, don't, I think it's like, don't compare your day yep. 10 yep. to, like, their yep. day 100. I was, I was going to say, I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> so, it's just, I mean, there's times, too, like, that, don't get me wrong with the podcast. Like, I've been doing it, like, this style over a year, I was telling you before. Yep. There's times where I'm just like, I want to blow up already, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like I need, you know, the the Joe Rogan type, like, fan base, you yes. know I need, like, the, but, like, like you say, like, would I be ready for it? Like, I don't, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, there's still times where I, I don't feel like, not quitting, but I feel like, ah, like, do I really want to do this the again? Mount, the mountain is too big. Mm-hmm. That That's how I always describe it. It's like, it's not quitting. Like, anyone mm-hmm. who, 
and I, just knowing you from honestly a short while like you're not a quitter yeah you know, anyone who starts something like this yeah. and keeps it going for a year like yeah. I was saying before we got on the air of like this is no joke to run a podcast yeah. like it's a lot of fucking work behind the scenes mm-hmm. so we're not quitters and so when we see when we have those moments it's not, I've had plenty of them yeah. and yet here I am on year six still doing <laughs> you know but it's just more so looking up at the mountain and being like am I really going to be able to get up there mm-hmm. like I'm not going to I'm not going to quit I'm already off the ground mm-hmm. but am I really going to be able to get all the way up there yeah. and that's kind of like that moment of like and then it's do or die then yeah. people like us we just put our head back down and mm-hmm. keep climbing <laughs> and even like during going back to quarantine what we were talking about earlier I felt like during quarantine I got really good at promoting myself out there because a lot of times yeah. i would meet people especially new people i wouldn't tell them i had a podcast because i was still kind of like shy about it still kind of nervous Dude, about it totally even bad. though i've had like a lot of good artists and a lot of like good shows and people tell me like people that listen to it yeah you know they're always like oh like you got great stuff but i was never like up in the forefront i don't know how to be like yeah like i have this podcast like <laughs> check it out yeah and i feel like i've slowly started to get more comfortable especially because like i i have a I, we went back to work too at the office job that i have and yeah you know i remember like the first person and told in the office i was like yeah like you know i have this podcast i was really quiet about it yeah if you, you know if you like podcasts like check it out yeah, yeah. i was super humble about yeah. it yeah <laughs> and then he like he loved it and he was like bro this podcast is amazing and i was like oh shit like thanks man like right? and then now like my whole department knows about it shout out to v2 word uh you know like that all that though is like oh like, when you make it big and i'm just like bro don't talk about that yet like right? I'm, I'm not ready to make it big you know but, but it's those people yeah. man that's beautiful it's those people it's the i think absolutely said it it's like I, I can't remember the exact line but it's like shout out to the like ones who told me i was the one like when i was nothing yeah you know like not nothing obviously in worth but like when I was just starting from the bottom, like, yeah. and people, and those people would be like, nah, man, like, this is, when this gets to the top, yeah. make sure you give me an autograph, <laughs> yeah. and, and, like, you're like, okay, come on, man, but it's just, damn, man, he did, they, they really, like, did say that to me, though, Yeah, that's really cool to feel, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, word up, man, no, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's all, it's all about the growth. Mm-hmm. So, to wrap things up, outside of creative cuts, creative cuts, yeah, what are other goals that you have for the year 2020? Uh, I thought about this one on the way over a lot. <laughs> um, creative cuts is is the main goal. Mm-hmm. That is my number one because, as I said, that's the one thing I haven't done. I challenged myself. I told myself. I told my fans. So I've put a lot. You know, the only, one of the only things you have in this world is your word, and in hip hop, word is bond. Mm-hmm. So I said I was gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's number one. Just get uh, creative cuts and keeping that going and making that kind of my brand. Um, or at least part of it and then the merch that comes with that that goes hand in hand with the brand and uh, probably my last one would probably just be like um the the rollout for the single okay so just like creative cuts and then whatever my next single is i think my next single actually is going to be a song called south side okay so you know shout out huntington okay. <laughs> you know that's what I, it's regards still to home man regardless um, yeah. probably, um but uh <laughs> yeah so pretty much yeah just creative cuts merch and actually utilizing the knowledge I have mm-hmm. for a, a legit release mm-hmm. to actually see what I'm capable of, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know the music's good enough. I just, I'm not hitting enough ears. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so, looking forward to that, man. Looking yeah. forward to the merch, looking forward to all that. Definitely. Before we wrap things up, I do like to ask a couple like fun, quick hitters just to help the audience to get to know you a little bit more. Hell yeah. Um, what is your favorite or go-to toppings on a pizza? <laughs> oh, I fight with my friends all the time about this. <laughs> Pepperoni and black olive. Okay. All right, <laughs> and, nice. And at least in my experience, a lot of people aren't too fond of the black olives. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm picky. Yeah. So I'm usually like, they look at me like, 
you, your ass is eating black <laughs> olives on a pizza. Shit the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah, pepperoni black olive go-to. Okay. Yeah. If you can meet any person, dead or alive, in history, who would you want to talk to? Oh, whoa. Given the times we're living in right now, that's for sure going to change my answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, first person that came to mind was Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do one music just because, obviously, we are here for hip-hop. Oh, it's tough. I think I would do Logic. Okay. I think I would oh, do like, Logic. Okay, yeah. that's good. I, I, I love Logic. I mean, it was like Lil Wayne or Ab, but Logic is actually, I mean, I'm half black, half white, so I relate okay. to him in a lot of ways and wow. just peace, love, and positivity, the whole yeah. thing. So I think he would be someone in his story and what, you know, just um, being being the way he is, you know, biracial in hip hop, mm-hmm. that is someone I would love to kind of just pick his brain. And he's yeah. all about, you know, good vibes. Yeah, he is. I would love to pick his brain. I yeah. never understood the amount of hate, because I like his music too, but I never understood yeah. the amount of hate he got from like a lot of old heads. Yeah. Like, who is this white kid, like, you know, saying all this stuff and like, why exactly. is he being so like cheesy? It's like, man, just like, it's hip hop. Like, and that's, it, I don't know. Like, they didn't, I feel like they went harder at him though than they did with like G-Eazy or Eminem sure. or other yeah. white dudes, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, why are you guys going so hard? And he's and it, biracial, you know? And it's wild. And that's like, you know, I, I tell my girlfriend and, and other people all the time, is like, that is a lot of who I am. I'm a, I'm always smiling and happy. Yeah, we, we have bad days. I have sad songs too. But for the most part, I just want to be happy, mm-hmm. you know? And I want you to feel that too. And there's, and I tell people like, there's people that hate him. Yeah. Think of what he's about. There are people that yeah. hate him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's all just about like, be yourself, be happy, be with whoever makes you happy and feel loved. And people hate that. Yeah, that's <laughs> so crazy. When you hear, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, the, um, Logic and Martin Luther King, just, I mean, Logic for the, the entertainment and just my dream and what I want to do. But then also Martin Luther King, because I am here to change the world in mm-hmm. some way or, or shape or fas- fashion. Mm-hmm. Music is what I, I know I have a talent for. So I am using this to vault myself to a point that my my voice mm. can have real, you know, powerful change. I know right now it does to a sense we all can affect change, yeah. but I want to vault myself to a point where I really, you know, have a platform and, you know, so for right now, like music is the talent that I have and I'm going to try and use this one. Damn, that's dope. Well said. Yeah, thank you, sir. Let's say you were say, stranded on an island, but food and water were provided. What are okay. three things you'd want to bring to pass the time? Got to bring a box, Xbox, off uh, top. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, with that, so, okay, this is going to be complicated now, because if I'm bringing an Xbox, I got to bring a TV. True. I'll, you can <laughs> bundle them in one. Oh, we're getting the bundle, baby. <laughs> Shout out Progressive. <laughs> um, so, uh, definitely the box and with the TV. So, if I got two more... Um, I got to bring a book just, I'm not a big reader, but that is a huge goal of mine. And mm-hmm. obviously there's nothing like having something to read. Yeah. Um, I'm really into Greek mythology. Ooh. So my girlfriend got me this like big old thing that just tells all like the old stories of how like the gods were created and all, all their culture, etc. So I bring that book and whew, for a third thing, dang, I don't even know. Do I need a third? No. <laughs> I think I'm set. <laughs> um, now nah, for the third thing I'd bring someone okay yeah <laughs> kind of cheat the rules right there <laughs> no if not someone then i would just bring like um i don't know uh you said you said there's no food and water or there no is, there is food and water, is food and water? Yeah. dang man um i'd bring something for exercise basketball hoop okay there we go okay nice. <laughs> see you see how simple my life can be yeah no, that's good though. <laughs> i'm over here just like i don't know i think i got it all <laughs> yeah i only need two <laughs> video games in a book i think <laughs> i think we covered it <laughs> <laughs> that's dope if you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would it be? Uh, Black Panther. 
Ooh, off top. Nice. Black Panther is my favorite animal. I actually just watched the movie the other day, so I was really fired up on it. Okay. <laughs> Tell my girlfriend like, look at the look at a Black Panther, like the actual animal when like mm. he goes to like the other realm and that you see him in the tree. I was like, look at how gnarly that thing looks. Yeah. Man. Things in the in the dark, you just see two yellow eyes pop up. Like, mm. oh, that thing is so dope. Yeah. So yeah, I actually used to you know uh, the wildlife places. You know, we can like adopt an animal or whatever. Yeah. Like I never saw it personally but like i used to i at one point adopted a white tiger oh when i was a kid yeah my my dad at one point had a girlfriend who was like super wildlife and whatnot so like my sister had a manatee and i had a white tiger right yeah (laughs) that's something i want to do with my kids like in the future eventually you know like shout out wildlife you know shout out animals (laughs) yeah that's tight all right last one if you could give any advice to your younger self what would it be dude these are great questions (laughs) shout out to you these are (laughs) like really great questions um wow like, and i i love thoughts like this mm-hmm. um i've actually really wanted to write a letter to myself and stash away for a while mm. um to my younger self i would just i'm it'd probably just be patience man like that is just such a word that in any in any path of life that you're in or wherever you're at like just be patient man mm. if i if you were to tell me when i was 14 years old that which is right around high school hey man in 10 years, you're going to have a kid who's six years old mm-hmm. and you're going to be going after this dream that at the time I was way too much of a bitch to say I wanted to do. Yeah. So you're going to grow into your confidence. You're going to grow all this stuff. You're going to win two rap con. Oh, all yeah. these things like I would never have guessed it, you mm-hmm. know, so it would just be just be patient. Cause you never know how this shit's going to go. Yeah. You know? So, you know, that, that's pretty much it. And, and that's my advice to anyone out there too, man. Like, the mountain can be big, even to you, man. Like, the mountain mm-hmm. can be big, but all we can do is show up every day, mm-hmm. be patient, and we never know how it's going to play out. Mm-hmm. So, man, keep, well said, man. Keep rocking. <laughs> uh, if you want to go ahead and plug anything, whether it's your Instagram or where you can find your music, uh, go ahead. Word. Uh, for anyone out there, I am on all streaming platforms. My name is Fields. That's F I E L D S. Um, I am not a household name, so I would recommend you look up my summertime single, Summertime is Here. Beach Boys, two words, boys with a Z. Um, other than that, you can find me on Instagram at It's Real Fields, all one word. Uh, new content every week, creative cuts on Fridays. Yeah, man, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun ride. We're going to get there. Awesome, man. <laughs> really appreciate you. Really looking forward to all your stuff coming out this year, too. And best of luck. Appreciate you. No, I'll be back soon, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, that's going to do it. Noah Alvarez here to wrap up another episode, episode 113 of the my mike and i podcast if you really enjoyed that show and you're currently listening on apple podcast i'd really 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 appreciate if you stop uh go ahead and rate and review the podcast on apple um and i would you know if you're not listening on apple be sure to you know follow and subscribe to the podcast if you're listening on spotify soundcloud google player any other platforms and you can always send the link to a friend a family member, a relative that you think might like the show. So I really appreciate any support with the podcast that I can get. If you're looking to reach out to me, you can do so at my period, Mike and period I, or you could, oh, that's on Instagram. And then you can also do so on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Those are the two best ways to reach out to me. If you are interested in being on the show, or you just want to provide some honest feedback, it could be good or bad. I'm a grown adult. I can take it. So those are the two platforms you can reach out to me. Be sure to check out Popple.co and use promo code LOCKER. And while you're at it, check out LockerRoomSportsCA.com. Also check out PhoenixFit, FNXFIT.com, and use promo code MyMikeAndI for all of your fitness, supplement, and athletic apparel needs. And yeah, guys, man, that's going to pretty much wrap things up for this episode. Stay tuned. 
for a great summer summer's worth of content this summer i'm really really excited about the guests that i have lined up for you guys some of the interviews that i've been having these past couple weeks days it's it's been really fun i know 2020 has been hectic for a lot of people it's been hectic for myself especially but i feel like i'm starting to hit a groove in this summer and i've been really productive i've been killing in a lot of different areas uh not just the podcast you know mental health exercise you know overall self-care and whatnot so i hope you guys find those lanes to to exercise and express those emotions too if you get what i'm saying remember always chase dreams never chase checks hope you guys continue to pursue your dreams and achieve your goals in the year 2020 despite what's going on around us be sure to stay safe out there use masks wear wash your hands uh wear whatever you need to and just yeah keep on thriving guys we need a lot more people to be thriving and love each other in this community and whatever community you are because you could i say this community as i reference orange county but shit uh, the entire community of the world, the United States, the, the state of California, bigger picture type shit. Just in your community, do whatever you can to spread love, not fear, not hate. Spread love. Um, that's going to do it for me, guys. I'm Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast. Look at me trying the deep voice. And I'm signing off. Till next time.